There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And for those of you who just celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope you've had a very enjoyable uh, time and uh, time with, uh, with friends and family and kept safe. Um, in today, we're going to talk about everyday peace. And I can't think of a better subject at the moment when um, people may be suffering a lot of anxiety and stress with what's going on around the world. And we've got an amazing guest today, Dr. Drayvon James. I'm so looking forward to the conversation with her. Before we uh, go into that interview, uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to Karen Wilson-Starks, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on the call to positive leadership. And uh, I would really recommend, if you've not listened to that interview, do take the time to do that. So I felt like I was talking to Oprah Winfrey. Uh, this lady has the most amazing uh, voice and, and language patterns and, and intellect. And uh, we were talking about um, the, the need right now for people to step up to elevate their leadership in a very, very positive way and help us to uh, unify, bring people together when there were lots of, uh, lots of divisions. And, and she was drawing upon uh, the thinking of Martin Luther King. And it was just a, a, an awesome, fantastic conversation, uh, which uh, I'm still, still thinking about today. So I recommend you listen to that during Thanksgiving. We replayed a show with Jessica Richards on uh, the Groundhog Day. And that was about overcoming limiting beliefs and Jessica's a master at that over here in the UK and helping people to overcome the beliefs that are getting in their way from making incredible progress and she's hugely in demand by um, the CEOs of organizations all over the place to help people step up and do that and um, I, replay, I, I played that because it's a show that had great feedback in the past. So this week um, I've had, um, I brought together a group of show guests uh, a group of just eight people as a, as a little test just to see uh, how, uh, by bringing some wonderful, amazing people um, together, the kind of conversations that would happen. And I've realized talking to uh, my guest today, Dr. Draven James, that what that did for people is it's, it's enabled kind of restless minds at the moment to find a place to settle. And it's uh, been a most wonderful, nutritious uh, place to have a conversation and I realized today that people want to step up and they want to, many people, or find the way to step up and contribute positively with wisdom rather than just intellect to contributing to resolving the world's problems. And I think there'll be more of that on this show next year. I think that's a major fe feature for me and focus for me is enabling you to step up and to make a bigger difference and a bigger po positive contribution that ultimately leads to the solutions that we need on this um, planet for our long-term success, prosperity, happiness, and of course, connection with the natural environment uh, around us. So that will be a real kind of feature next year, helping you to step up and move yourself to another level to make a bigger contribution. 
So let's talk about everyday peace and how do you access this um, everyday peace to empower you to not only feel calm when the world feels unsettled around you, but also to create the life that you've always dreamed of. Now, my guest today, Dr. Drayvon James, is the founder of Everyday Peace. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. She's a pharmacist. She's an actress. Um, I mean, I'm just blown away talking with her, actually, about how she manages to, to do all of this. Um, and also while feeling the desire to educate and empower and inspire others to build the lives of their dreams, no matter what shows up in their lives, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Her journey began in poverty in um, the south side of Chicago. Um, she has a doctorate in pharmacy. Um, she still works in pharmacy and leads a, a, big, a big team. Um, and um, she's not only a successful pharmacist, she's author of Freedom is Your Birthright. I mentioned she's an actress. She's got career credits, including a recurring role on HBO's highly acclaimed The Wire. She's been in many stage plays, independent films. And a client list um, includes um, the University of the District of Columbia, um, New Hope Ministries, Next Chapter Online. I don't know how she does it. I'm, I'm just, just don't know how she fits it all in. So let's discuss today... Um, this aspect of everyday peace and how it can help us to achieve our dreams, but also deal with all this turmoil that's going on right now. So a huge welcome to my guest today, Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you, Chris. It's wonderful to be here. You're very welcome indeed. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We've had a, a couple of great chats today, this week, sorry. And I think it's going to be really inspiring and helpful for people. But I want to just let's just start with your childhood, because I know that you had a, a very rough childhood. You grew up in in Chicago. I visited Chicago and I saw the beauty in Chicago, but I also saw, um, you know, people struggling in that um, city as well. Um, just share a little bit about, you know, your background and where you came from. Yeah, that's wonderful that you had that experience in Chicago. Oftentimes I say my experience in childhood in Chicago was like uh, the best of times. It was the worst of times. We all remember that famous line from literature. Mm. And, you know, there was, a, you know, from the South side of Chicago, my, my dad died very early on. So my mm. mom was alone with three children and we experienced the hardships of what can happen when, when there's a lack of money. And, you know, that is the, the currency we use to exchange for safety oftentimes in our world. So we had a lot of unsafe times and that can really do one or two things to a person. It can make you enter a world um, feeling that the world is against you because you lack the fundamental resources to acquire safety. Or you could arrive at this point in your life and say, I live in a very friendly world where everything is for my good. And somehow my, my mom had the ability, you know, we had bouts of homelessness, but she had the ability to instill the latter in her children that we live in an amazing world that where everything that happens is ultimately for our good. So it's this sort of iron sharpens iron sort of um, take on life, if you will. And that's just what happened. You know, she had three children and all three of us went on to acquire um, education and live a life that provided financial security, the one thing that was missing on the south side of Chicago. So through all those hardships, that is the thing that I took away from it is that I determine my outlook on life 
what I perceive life to be telling me. And then it gives me just that. And that's what I want to teach the world to do, that you are not, your, your, your tomorrow is not determined by what happened yesterday. It's determined by what you do in this moment right here. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds very, very challenging. So were you, were you moving from a shelter to shelter or did you spend time on streets? Yeah. So it, it was, you know, yeah, you have to remember this is, oh my gosh, this is in the seventies. And there was, there, you know, I don't remember ever hearing anybody say there were homes mm. in the sixties and seventies, but I'm sure there were, right? So there were occasional shelters, but mostly it was, you know, finding a, a friend or a person um, that would we'd stay the night with, or there was a lot of walking until the next school day. So, yeah, but there wasn't a lot of shelters. I don't remember that a lot in my childhood, that that wasn't a big thing at that time period, at least not where we were. Wow. wow. Um, and, you know, did, did that, that situation for you, did it, did it have, um, it seems like maybe they're very, very um, incredibly uh, tough to be brought up like that. It's, if I consider where you are now and, and what you've uh, achieved, was that in some way been that the fuel that's helped you to, to step up and uh, say the desire to help others? You know, I think about that a lot, Chris, and I think that it has played a significant role in my life, you know, because there is this energy, this maybe this undercurrent of fear. And we think of fear so often we have this has this negative um, uh, definition attracted to it, but it's what you do with the energy. And so that desire, at least early on in my life, was to never experience that again. And I use that energy to propel me forward and say, okay, so this is what I want to do to sort of create as much as we can create physically security for myself. And then I thought, well, I also want to create this for other people because uh, in some form or fashion, we're all afraid of something. And my thing was that, oh, I would never want to be homeless again or not know where my next meal was going to come from. And for other people, it's a number of other things, you know, but it's all this fear. What do you do with that? Can you utilize that energy? And that's what I decided to do. I said, it was just energy and I'll just use it and I'll try to use it to serve others. And that has been, I think, the magic. We talked about that word. That's been my word today all day. <laughs> the magic. There's magic in that. And I'll, I'll, I'll find it and I'll use it. Okay. Um, and, and did you, um, I've got four minutes to, to break. In fact, um, I think what we'll do is I think we'll miss out on this break, if that's okay. Um, dear engineer at, um, at Voice America, actually we just started a little, little bit late. Um, did you, did you um, while you were doing this walk, walking um, a lot before school, as you described, was it then that you started to maybe develop this dream or a vision of becoming a pharmacist and then an actor and now a thought leader for everyday peace. I mean, where did, where did that emerge from? You know, that's, that's a great question because no, I never wanted to be a pharmacist. I've got to be quite honest about that. Uh, I, in the third grade, I auditioned for a play called ladies first. I'll never forget not one moment of the day, the fact that it was raining and I heard the play on a record player, the teacher put on an album and that's how the, the play was, you know, we listened to it on a rainy day. We stayed in for recess. And she said, we are going to hold auditions for that play. And I auditioned, you know, I went 
my mom and I worked on the lines and I didn't get a role in that play that year. And then the fourth grade, we did the same play and I auditioned. I just knew I'd get it. And I got a non-speaking role as a tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I knew in the third grade that that's what I wanted to do, that I wanted to be an actor. Uh, it's just so happened that I was great at math and science. And my mom said the best way to, to secure your future is to go to medical school. Because from there, you'll just, the sky is the limit. And I thought, oh, well, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and I happened to be in the 12th grade and a pharmacy school came to my school. And I was in Latin class and I was really one of those people always looking to serve. So the front office knew me. No one had signed up to go to this college. Uh, they were there, you know, to recruit. Not one person in the high school signed up for that recruitment session. And so the principal came and got me out of Latin class and asked me, would I just sit in as a courtesy because they'd come this far? And I thought, sure, of course I would. <laughs> so I, they, I was their captive audience and boy, they did the dog and pony show. And I saw myself and I said, well, I was going to go to medical school. And he goes, this is a sure way in. You'll get up, you'll become a pharmacist. And then while you're studying for the MCATs, you'll be making a great income. And you know, I said, well, okay, I'll do it. And that's how I got to become a pharmacist. And when I got there, I realized this is going to be it for me. I'm not going to go further and become a medical doctor. This is good here because it will allow me to do some other things. And then I went back and got my doctorate degree in pharmacy, but that's how I got there. It, it was no plan. It was, you know, and I thought, and it really changed a lot because I thought, oh, I'll just graduate and, and then I'll go become this, you know, this actress, but it didn't work that way. You know, I graduated and I, I and I loved what I was doing, but it still wasn't my passion. My passion was really still acting. And I got it back up even more so because in, at 17, I was getting ready to go to pharmacy school and my brother gave me a book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And I knew in that moment, I said, when I read that book, I said, whatever this guy just did for me, this belief, this door that he opened up in me, I'd like to do that for people. And I didn't know what a motivational speaker was. I didn't know what an inspirational speaker was. So I started studying and I have journals that date back to when I was in college, where I was just researching this concept of peace and what that meant. So everything just sort of evolved, I think, from a willingness to be open to life. Mm. And today you, you, you're leading a pharmaceutical team of about 40, I believe, and you're, and you're acting and you're a mother. And uh, also you know, you're doing this interview with me now. And I do you know you do lots of these. You've written, uh, you've written um, a great book. And I mean, how, how do you manage to fit all of this in? Uh, I'm kind of intrigued. And uh, how, how do you do it? Let's then we'll talk about your acting. Yeah, you know, Chris, I would like to say I'm a great person with time management. That would not be the truth, right? <laughs> but what, I, what I am great at, what I am great at is staying in the moment. And I have, and of course, like everybody else, I, you know, it comes and goes, but I am very clear when I'm not in the moment and when I'm not in tune with what I should be doing, what Drayvon should be doing in this moment. So from there, I have... I've been able to flow. You know, I've put out my intentions to show up as a person who loves me first and foremost every day. It is from this place of loving me and the overflow of that 
that I can love everyone else. So, and that has been the key. I've had audition roles and they say, oh, this is going to be, a, um, we're going to be on location for three months. Will you be able to commit? And without knowing that I can commit, I said, you know, I, I'll go into the space within myself and say, is this what you want to do? And I'll say, mm-hmm. yes, I can commit. And then I'll go back to my job and I'll say, this is what I have an opportunity to do. Perhaps this is, um, I can come in and I can work and I'll keep everything working and going in another way. Things just, I believe that when you show up, it's not that you'll have everything figured out in your mind because that's not where decisions are really made. They're made in the body, in the soul, if you will. And the yeah. mind is to execute with the decision that has already been made in your, in your body, in your soul. Yeah. And it just works. It yeah. just works. You know, if I were to sit down and do on paper, I used to tell people I get myself together in the carpool line, right? That used to be my slogan. Because <laughs> if I was to sit down and say, can I actually get my kids from school today? The answer would have been no. Your kids will not be picked up on time from school today by you. But it would work out. It would work out. You know, I I definitely rely on resources as they show up for me, but those show up too, because I know that the universe supports me and I open up to the creativity that the universe has. There's no, there's no question for which there's not already an answer. Mm. And and I'm, I'm suddenly have have discovered this through through my own, my own kind of work and, and the the hundreds of people that I've now interviewed that, uh, some of the people, the people who achieve some of the most amazing things, it it uh, it often kind of comes through them, and and there's a lot more more going on. But it's when they get into that natural flow of maybe thinking, but then kind of being before doing. Um, you know, the, the the right sequence events happens, even though at the outset the idea maybe you've you've got a three month acting role. To some people, it's been possible. I can't do it, but it's it's somehow as though the um, the world works around you, doesn't it? It accommodates and supports. And you have to be willing, you know, there'll be sacrifices, but they'll be okay. It won't really, you'll know that there are places to give and to receive. And the giving always happens before the receiving occurs, right? And so when you're in that place that I'm willing to give in order to receive, and that is the energy that I feel just as good giving as I do receiving. Yes. It will, you'll play, we'll each play our role and you get, I love that phrase you said, you get to practice being before doing. I'm yeah. here to be in this place of service. Mm-hmm. And once I determine that and purpose that, then I'll be giving the next action what I must do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things I sometimes think is that sometimes to see the next step, you actually have to provide space for something. Um, almost let, let something go to provide the space. And then it's filled by the next thing. And, and I'm just, I'm a little in, intrigued and maybe I need to get into everyday peace shortly uh, about you being, you know, so busy. Um, I don't know what your experiences with that are. Or do, or does everything just accommodate? Yeah. So that's one of my meditations. We were talking about that before we came on the show. So one of my affirmations, if you will, or mantra is I am letting go. Right. And just yesterday, I was talking to a client and I said to them, I said that the thought of letting go for me is all, was in the beginning was like jumping out of an airplane. I just mm-hmm. thought to myself, who would let go? And then I realized that it was so freeing to let go of everything, my expectations to succeed, my expectations to accomplish or to complete or to perform. 
And when I let go of those expectations, I become wildly present in this moment. And the stress starts to melt away because it is always letting go. As I said, I had that image of jumping out of an airplane that was so frightening. But I was like, wow, and I've not hit the ground yet. This is amazing to feel this way, that I am weightless. And there's something other than my wanting to control everything that's keeping everything in place. I don't know. I don't have to know how to define it or to label it. I just need to stay in this perpetual practicing of letting go. So when everything gets to be, oh, I'll never finish that. And the deadlines get to be too much. And I'll sit and I'll meditate simply on, I am letting go. Like it. Like it. You've just added a new one into my toolbox. Thank you. <laughs> You're so, welcome. That's 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 great. I think that is is really important to free that up, isn't it? Free that free that space. And sometimes you know we can we can have these worries and anxieties, and we're starting to talk here about uh, creating creating peace. And I guess it's this we're talking here about the ego. Uh, when you're talking about expectations and accomplishment. And I remember when I, I left my corporate life and, and my parents are very proud that invested money in my education. And there I was in this, uh, this, this, this big job and, and with lots of responsibility. And, uh, and my parents were proud because they could tell their friends. And then one day I said, I'm leaving it all behind. I'm going to set up and uh, work on my own because I want to help. I want to help people. I want to help leaders improve and develop and, uh, and I'm going to, in their mind, I threw it all away. And, and for the weeks they were ringing my wife up, saying, what's he doing in his, in his office? He's always on his computer. And they were, you know, it was only when I got my first book came out, my book came out that they suddenly had something they could hold on to, you know? Yeah, that's funny because my mom used to always ask, she was fearful of me to want to pursue acting. And then one day she was, she was in Chicago and I'm here in Maryland and she turns on the TV, she said, and she was absently, you know, doing another duty. She said, she heard my voice and she turned around. She said, and I saw your face. <laughs> she said, and her, she said, she said, my daughter is actually an actress. Oh, she must be so <laughs> proud. That I had been doing so many things, you know, but she was almost ashamed maybe that I would waste a doctorate degree in pharmacy on this frivolous dream mm-hmm. to be an actress and so I tell people all the time that you have to live, you have to listen, become aware of who you are and listen. If you follow that, you'll never go wrong. And those people who were so afraid for you because they loved you so much and they were living in their ego, once you, once you do something, it will free them to follow a little bit more the voice that's inside of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I I completely agree, but she must be so proud of you to uh, from where you came from and the the challenges he had around survival to see you uh, achieve a doctorate in pharmacy and you've been you, you've developed this acting career. I know you've you've been regularly appearing on HBO's The Wire. We don't have HBO in the UK. I've just dis- discovered, so I've not not seen that. Um, but that must be you know a, a, a big moment for you and your family and connections to to achieve that oh we learned from that yeah it was one of the biggest uh, roles i've done a lot of roles but it was one of the biggest roles where people where i would be you know on the train or in the airport and people would say oh even now and it's been some years people will say i i know you 
I, I see you on TV. <laughs> so, uh, that was huge for me because I honestly felt like something, this is since the third grade, and it helped make a believer out of me more so too that, you know, you're always doing the practices and doing the work and, and developing yourself. And then when you have these moments where it's so crystal clear, not only to you, but to other people, and, and you realize this is helping somebody else, it's like, oh my gosh, this stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk about everyday, everyday peace and, and some strategies for you to generate this, this peace and, and create the life you've dreamed of, like, uh, like Dr. Draven James has. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. You, you need to come back for this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Dr. Draven James, and we've been talking about uh, about Dr. Draven James' background. And I think it's been really helpful to discover that and realize that whatever situation you're in right now, and you know, it could be with this COVID situation, you may have lost your job, or you may be worried about your job. You, you maybe looking, I don't know, whatever your situation, you may have uh, have challenges around health, whatever, is that, you know, even from the toughest of backgrounds, and uh, Dr. Draven James talked about her background there, you know, walking, doing a lot of walking, um, as being homeless before going to school. And, uh, you know, through her, her sort of visioning, she's now got a, a very uh, amazing portfolio of, of, of work and, uh, and achievement. And, you know, the situation may seem tough right now, but where you could be in a few years' time if you um, take on board some of the actions we're going to talk about today uh, could be, you know, somewhere completely and utterly different. I always remember there's a, there's a quote I really like by, by Tony Robbins, which was people considerably overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but considerably underestimate what they can achieve in 10. Literally, life can, can transform. So, Dr. Draven, let's talk 
um, a little bit about um, about everyday peace. Now, what what is it for you? What is what is it? What does it really mean? Well, I have to start that answer by telling you the definition that I use for peace, which isn't my definition. Many, many years ago, I read something and I just adopted it and kept it as my own and I utilize it. But peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And I, even as I say this, I don't know, the millionth time that I've said it, right? Even when I say it, I feel this calm every time I say that definition over me because when you look at peace that way, you realize that if it's whole, if it's complete, if there's nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, that means that everything, even those things that don't feel good, everything that shows up in your life contributes to your peace because it's part of you. It's part of the wholeness of you. And so I love that is to show up every day whole, complete that means that if my heart is broken, if I'm not feeling well, if, if I have fear, if I'm excited about something, all that's a puzzle piece and that's all there. And I show up with no puzzle pieces missing. And uh, sometimes when I talk to teams at work and things in that nature and, and, and consult, I'll hear people say, oh, you'll leave your personal stuff at the door. And I'm just the opposite. I want you to show up whole. We can use everything. I don't want you to show up fragmented and broken. Bring everything. Yeah. And in that, in that wholeness, if we stay conscious and we're willing to do the work, and we are, then you will have, you can have and create a life that is so fulfilling. Your next level of greatness is what I call it. Hmm. I, I did uh, last week, I ran four, four uh, workshops uh, for... 23 or 24 companies um, were owners were, were sort of present on on discovering your your purpose or your why and also your business why and while I was doing that one thing that came to me was when when you have this purpose that you discover and this kind of calling is is the idea of um, you have two choices and when I do this work with on purpose with people I notice those who absolutely embrace it wholly go on and achieve the most incredible things over the time horizon I mean it's just astonishing what's what sometimes happens in the world and there's those other ones who who um, who just take it take this um, statement and piece of work and do nothing with it so I always say to people now you know with that the film the matrix you know if you take You've got a choice. You can take the blue pill and you can just take this and you can go away or you can leave it in a folder. Or alternatively, you can get, take the red pill, which means you're going to go down the rabbit hole. And it seems to me, and, and life can, it will never be the same again. Um, and I think that what I'm linking that into is um, what you've just said there about if you, the, taking the red pill is about um, you know, take, showing up wholly um, and, and in, in everything that you do. Um, it's a different way of being, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because we've been, we've, uh, so often we live in this suppression, right? And I, I did too. I lived in that space. You know, I tell people I've learned over the years through studying and through trial and error that when you show up fragmented, you only get part of the puzzle. You only get part of the reward. And so often we encourage people that way too. I went to a very prestigious college in a I would sit in those lecture halls and there was rarely a setting to be a pharmacist. There were very few African-American people there and there and uh, women that looked like me. 
And so, or had backgrounds like I had. And part of me felt that I couldn't show up as me. I had to show up as somebody else so that I could be accepted or so that, you know, this part of me would never be discovered. And it wasn't until uh, through my own studying, reading different things that I one day decided just a little bit, just to, to, to relax with that and to not do anything externally different, but just to decide that I was going to be whole in this moment. And then I was going to, I was going to sit in that lecture hall and listen as me, not listen as, oh, I need to suppress this part of myself. Not all of me belongs here. And I just listened as me. And it was, I remember walking out of there and going to get a sandwich afterwards. And I said to myself, I learned so much that day. There was no part of me. I didn't show up fragmented. I didn't show up as the little girl who didn't want you to know, even though I didn't tell anybody, but I didn't mind being whole in that moment, being the little girl who was homeless and didn't, even at that point, sometimes during college, I didn't have a place to stay. I'd have to stay from one person's place to another person's place because I couldn't afford my rent fees or the dorm fees. And, but I showed up being okay with that, being okay with me in that moment, loving me in that moment and being proud of me in that moment. So you, you focus in on the now and you, you weren't thinking about your past. You weren't thinking about tomorrow and the future or, or whether you like someone or they, or they like you, you're absolutely right in that moment. And that's where the, the special, the special things happen when you're in that moment. Oh, that is your most powerful moment. And I tell people, I of course work in healthcare and this is interesting times in the world. Right. And to be, powerful in this moment. You, you can't show up wondering whether or not I think you're a genius, right? You can't show up wondering whether or not I know about your past med era. You can't show because that's fragmented. Show up in this moment with the spirit of knowing that everything I have to give in this moment, I, I'm, I'm here to give it. Everything. Mm. That's power. That's what creates the magic for the next moment, being present in this moment. Yeah. So let's 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 um, focus in on a bit of you know where people are feeling stressed at the moment and and how they we talked about we just talked about getting in the now in terms of maybe dealing with dealing with that in in that moment and maybe not thinking about the past and your stresses for tomorrow and other, other issues. What um what thoughts and tips and ideas can you offer people to maybe? change their, their perception around stress and deal with it more effectively. Yeah. So there's this process I call the transmutation of stress energy. I love that word transmutation. Mm. It makes me think of alchemy, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> so, and, and that's this whole, you know, um, magical experience and this power that you and I have and everyone has, right. Is perception, Right. You know, one person says, you know, that phrase, you say tomato, I say tomato. But one person says, this is the best day of my life. And the other person says, same event happens. This is the worst day of my life. I cannot move forward from here. And it's just how they see that event. And so stress is much like that. Stress is energy. Everything is energy. So stress is energy. And then once we become aware, the first step is to become self-aware. Because oftentimes we're experiencing stress and we don't even know it we are feeling overwhelmed or 
just oppressed by something. And we're not even aware of that because we're on autopilot. So the first thing is to become aware, do what I call body scans. And most people are aware or familiar with that term, but just checking in with yourself from the sole of your feet and just asking the question, you know, how am I feeling and waiting to see if there's any sensation in the feet and moving up to the ankles and to the, you know, the calves and the knees and the thighs and going all the way up to the crown of the head and asking the question, how am I feeling? And waiting for the body to respond, no pressure, right? Just creating an awareness that's in the body because that's generally where stress is. Before it gets in the head, it's in the body. The body was trying to tell us something, right? It wasn't necessarily saying run. It was just saying, acknowledge me. Yeah. Just acknowledge me. Take a moment and acknowledge me. And so from self-awareness, being aware, it's okay. Let's not close our eyes to stress. It's, you know, be aware that it's here. And then self-acceptance is my number two thing is to say, it's okay. You know, just because a lot of times we get into this judgment. Well, you know, my coworker or family member experienced the same thing and they didn't have all of the stress. What's wrong with me? That's, we're not here to judge ourselves. We're here to accept ourselves. You, that's you. This is me. This is how I'm wired. You're special. I'm special. There's, we're like snowflakes. There are no two that are exactly the same, and that's beautiful. So to become accepting that this, whatever this is in this moment, it is having this impact on my body. It's creating this situation that feels like stress. And I know intellectually that stress is equated with energy. I know that. So I'm moving from self-awareness to self-acceptance and then to conscious forgiveness because in that conscious forgiveness right there, things happen simultaneously. We're quick. We're quick. Once we become aware, the ego pops in and says, oh, you're a bad person for feeling that way. Oh, you're not good enough for feeling that way. Oh, you'll never succeed for feeling that way. So we go into this forgiveness immediately. I forgive myself for believing that I can't make it through this. I forgive myself for believing that I'll never achieve this again or I'll never have that again. We forgive ourselves for those moments of doubt and then move into gratitude. I'm so thankful that I'm aware. I'm so thankful that I can use this energy, this stress energy, for the number one thing that it can do for me, which is to move into a place of service. It's energy. Sometimes we can't find the answer for ourselves. Right? We, you know, we hear those busybodies and families and on jobs who are always poking their nose in other people's business. But there's something wonderful about that if we do it in the right way. In our moment of stress is to say, I can't right now slow down or calm down enough to find my own answer, to get myself out of this box. But I know this is energy. And instead of letting this energy stew and destroy my nervous system and raise my blood pressure and wreak havoc on my, uh, my sugar, my, my diabetes or what have you in my sleep. What I'm going to do with this energy is seek out ways that I can serve. Even a small thing, a small thing, a smile is service. A compliment is service. A word of thanks to someone is service. So those are just a few ways that we can really use stress. And when we start to use stress, right, when we start to utilize that energy, we start to calm down. The nervous system starts to calm down and we kick into parasympathetic nervous system. All that, the names don't matter. What happens is that there's a, a, a switch flips in the body and now creativity starts to happen. You don't consciously have to go looking for the answer. 
because the answer was always there. It sort of just starts to unfold. You get these impulses. Maybe I should walk outside. I could tell stories about what's in the different mm-hmm. stories that people have told me that I've worked with. But things start to unfold for you. It's just to utilize that energy. It's there. But once you do these steps, the awareness, the acceptance, the forgiveness, the gratitude, the service, once you get into this space, that energy transmutes itself into creative energy, life-affirming creative energy. And you're, you'll find yourself moving towards a solution. And so I know I'm going on, but I have to say one other thing is that we have this desire. And I, I feel really led to say this during this time period for people who are in business and not in business, just doing life is that we're looking to go back to the way things were. That's not what life is. We don't move backwards. We move forward. Be open to that, to flowing to the way, to the way it's going to be by being present in this moment. We're not reaching backwards and saying, oh my goodness, I wanted to go back to pre-COVID or pre... We're on a one direction train. We're moving forward and that's okay. We're safe to do that. Wow, you you weren't going on. If you if you had been, I'd have stopped you. It was uh, it was flowing so beautifully and uh, so helpful that I would not have uh, not have stopped it for the world. So so, I mean that's interesting. You mentioned there. There's a couple of things I wanted to mention, but you mentioned there about you know when COVID, where um, you know obviously you've you've had in the United States, this, this goes out very globally, but people will be aware that there've been elections and challenges in United, the United States. And there are you know, issues around, you know, diversity and, and, and those sorts of things. Um, but the, the, the reality is, isn't it that through life, we're always going to have ups and downs. It's never going to be, as you might see it plain sailing, but that's, that's what life is about, isn't it? Isn't it about navigating these, situations and and moving forward right it's about the journey right we're looking for this we're always looking towards the destination nothing wrong with that but it is this journey there's always going we're all at different phases of development you know when i started this journey of peace you know i really believed that i was looking for the solution to never having another problem in my life i was 17 years old and i thought Norman Vincent Peale has figured out how to not have any problems. He doesn't have any problems, right? (laughs) This is the the inner working minds of a 17-year-old, right? And so what I realized, you know, as I kept going on many, many, many years and decades on, is that what I was discovering is how to utilize everything, everything, to reach my next level of greatness. And in that, you're so right. There's always going to be something that, to the natural eye, doesn't look or feel right, but it's okay. It belongs there. If it's there, it doesn't mean it belongs there forever, but in that moment, if it's there, it's our job to utilize it, to become more in tune with ourself. Yeah. I wonder, listening to that process that you shared, and I wonder whether, I'm thinking about kind of that relieving that energy and you talked about gratitude and service and acknowledging it and something I probably learned to do more um, in the last year really has been uh, and I've had little moments with it over the past where there was a Sedona method I remember looking at years ago and utilizing but the the power of actually of, of movement to kind of shift that stress and energy but also breathing as well and 
particularly breathing breathing out that sort of stress on the out breath. And I wonder if that's something you would recommend to people utilizing breathing yes. to help you. Oh, Chris, I, you know how often we are holding our breath. So for our listeners, I would love for you to check on that. I realized uh, way back early in my 20s and 30s that sometimes I would hold my breath and clench my hands together. And I wasn't even aware of it. And so when we're not breathing, we're holding our breath, right? We're not allowing for flow and for energy movement. So I do. I love breathing exercises. One I have been doing for years and absolutely love is the breath works. And I can't remember who the founder of that is, but that's that where you breathe in through the nose and you expand the belly and then you push that breath up into the chest area. And I said nose, I meant mouth. You breathe in the mouth and you push the belly open and you push that breath up into the chest area. All this is through the mouth and then you exhale completely and slowly through the mouth. And I love the way that energy, I can really feel the energy moving in me. And there's so many exercises. I like to talk about just other, one other one that I occasionally do. And I teach a lot to people when they're first getting started with breathing is just to take that inhale through the nose and expand the belly as much as possible to the count of four and then hold to the count of six and exhale slowly through the mouth through the count of eight. Yeah. And I love that because it, it brings you, it brings you from wherever you were. And then when you'll start paying attention, you were either in the past or you were in the future. So the past usually represents some sort of depression, some sort of sadness, and the future represents some sort of anxiety about the unknown. But the present moment represents power. The ego doesn't know how to utilize that. That's a whole nother conversation because the ego has the intellect of about a two-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it can't utilize all of that power. It's too much for the ego. And that's okay. It's not too much for you. If you could just lull your, your ego to sleep and to rest for a little while, you, your internal body, you know how to use the power of now. So that breathing helps to bring you right back to now, your most powerful moment. And then you will then start to, to utilize your thoughts effectively because your thoughts work for you. You don't work for your thoughts. So your thoughts are under the command of the body. That's how they should be. So you'll have a feeling which commands a thought. But right now the thoughts are running rogue and the ego is running the show. So that breathing helps to reorganize things properly for you. Hmm. A, a a system that I've I've really come to to love over the last sort of six months um, was created by a friend of mine called Nikki J Owens and it's uh, mybreathingspace.com and what she's done she's uh, her uh, family some of them are amazing musicians and they've created uh, these kind of breathing routines to to music uh, breathing and moving your body and um, when you when you're kind of lying on your back but it's the most beautiful. Um, sort of modern uh, kind of music in the background as well and, and affirmation and things. But I, I do those regularly in, in, in the, the mornings and uh, has, a, has a tremendous impact. So I would recommend you you take a look at that if you're listening well, and thinking, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yourself as well. Um, I would recommend you, you have a go because you can, you can try that, I think, for free. But yeah, I, I love, absolutely love them. Uh, Nick, Nikki's great. Um, so I want to just... Um, just ask you, I'm mindful that the time is just um, sadly 
slipping away now. And um, have, have you got any thoughts with organisations? You know, my, my work is, is often with organisations and building very engaged organisations. And any, any sort of quick tips about developing more peace in, in busy workplaces? Oh, yes. That, that's my love and my passion, too, right? Because we have we come together in these workplaces and we come with so much going on in the workplace alone, but so much we come as individuals, right? We have a lot of things going on in our personal life and our, all, our goals and all of the things from our distant past. And we bring all of that into the workplace. And it's amazing that we do such a great job uh, being in each other's space like that. But for organizations, really, the thing is, if we come whole, Come, do not come fragmented. Do not believe that you need to leave your divorce at the door or your children's sleepless night at the door. Come whole, bring all of that with you because the whole person is easier to work with. And then when you bring all of that, knowing that in this environment, not everyone is going to be as emotionally mature as you, right? But you come with your wholeness, all, all of that. You come with that and you have a heart to serve. That's all we need here is a heart to serve. Everything else will show up. Everything else will show up. It, it's all about the contribution. And the contribution doesn't need to be, you know, mind-blowing. Right? We all, sometimes we're looking to the next person on our team who has the best and the biggest and the most mm. uh, workable ideas all the time, right? But that's not what we're looking for. You know, for organizations to really make an impact, we need everyone to come whole with a desire to serve. That's it. Once yeah. you show up like that, you're gold. You know, we talked about looking towards the gold, pointing towards the gold. You're it at that point. Yeah. It's sometimes and they, they may seem like little things, but actually they have the power, don't they, to make so much difference. That, 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 that idea about spending the time in the now and, and coming in whole, as you say, can make an enormous difference uh, in, a, in a workplace. Uh, you, you've, you've, you've written this... Um, You've written that your, your book, uh, the book Freedom is Your Birthright. What else will people discover when reading it? That's great. Freedom is Your Birthright was my first book, and it is the first one in a five-step. I'm working on the second one now. So this book is important because it helps to reorganize the way you approach life, your perspective on life. Knowing that you are free, no matter your physical condition, that freedom starts as an internal process, is your first step on the way to living your, your life of bountiful beautifulness, if you will. That embracing that, because we've not, we've, we really don't live in that space of knowing that we're free. We believe that, you know, we are a product of the home we live in. We are connected to the car we drive or to the initials behind our, our name. Instead of just knowing that you showing up, being born are the miracle. You're free to live in that space and make all of your decisions from there. Fantastic. Well, I, I would uh, strongly recommend people people um, look at that. And you can also find more information at drdravenjames.com. We were commenting when we, we looked at your site, uh, Dr. Draven, just how 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 peaceful we felt just reading it so there's something special in the in the magnetism around the wording and the picture on there as well quite quite special and, and you've you. got you've got something called um, we've just got a couple of minutes now so i need to finish but you've got something called 2020 clarity challenge what's that yeah it's absolutely free so it's a tw it's a seven day challenge to help people get clear on their passion because quite often we're not living our passion we're we're it's a dream. It's a lofty goal somewhere that we never get to work on. But it's re reorganizing your life 
through, through from the inside out. Nothing needs to change on the outside. You have everything you, you need to get clear. And when you're clear on your way, distractions and chaos don't bother you because you're clear from the inside out. So I encourage everyone, it's absolutely free and you'll absolutely love it. It, it involves movement and really helping you to clear out the chaos and the cobwebs even maybe from our internal process so that we can get clear on what our passion is and how to live in that space every day. Fantastic. And they can access that through your website, can they? It's 2020 Clarity Challenge. You can access it through my website, but if you email Drayvon James, and it's D-R-A-B for victory, O-N, James, at gmail.com, and you put free in the subject line, it'll email to you directly. You just click on the link, and I'll put you right into the course. Excellent. Excellent. And if you struggle with that, if you go to the new section on our site, we'll put the... um, the bit.ly code in there as well for that. So just um, very quickly, um, we've got 30 seconds, a final message. Yeah. I would like all of our listeners to know that you are enough in this moment, that your next level of greatness is something that you have complete control on. Stay present and know that all of your power is now. You are powerful. You can handle it. Fantastic. Well, I've loved being in the moment with you today, Dr. Draven. It's been. Oh, I've had a great time. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, uh, and um, on next week's show, we have uh, 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 we've got Daniel Woods, who is uh, uh, another amazing guy. He's from Sweden, uh, and he has uh, an amazing property business, and um, he has uh, an educational business as well. I think he's linked in with, with Tony, Tony Robbins, uh, and he's done something like tw- over 20, um, I don't know if it's million or billion pounds of, uh, I think it's million, I think, uh, uh, raised raised funding for for property um, and his his property portfolio and uh, he's an expert on things like capital and risk. So we're going to talk next week about uh, about raising capital. He's got twenty five ways that you can do that if you're looking to elevate your business. Uh, and also we'll talk a little bit about risk. You know when should you uh, raise capital? You know is is it worth taking the risk and how much risk should you take? Um, but he's also a very um, a very sort of deep and very learned guy. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy uh, listening to Daniel next week. I've absolutely loved this conversation today with Dr. Draven James. I think uh, I wish you all everyday peace. I wish you you know, to um, well in taking this information and really working with it, um, being whole and present in the now and um, and utilizing some of the strategies that we've talked to and, and access some of those resources. Because when you are, um, it's amazing how everything everything changes. And if there's gloom around you, how that really starts to lift, enables you to move forward and uh, with your clarity around your place in the world. So wish you all well. Any questions or comments, do send them to, to Chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll speak again next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.